Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today, you're listening to episode 129, and I'm talking with Tom and Deb Gardner. I met Tom and Deb around eight or nine years ago when I worked for Back on My Feet Indianapolis. Back on My Feet is a nonprofit that uses running to help people come to self-sufficiency through the community and the commitment that they provide, people that are overcoming homelessness and drug addiction. And it's just a great organization. If you haven't heard of it already, check it out. There might be one in your city. Um, but Tom and Deb, man, they came to our first orientation and became these super volunteers. I mean, they led a team. They were at 5.30 a.m. runs three days a week, taking people to races and just really forming an amazing community and amazing relationships with people who really needed them at that time. Tom and Deb have also completed the 50 States Challenge. They've completed a marathon in all 50 states. And let me just tell you, they started this journey when they were like 52 and completed it at 58. So this wasn't something they've been doing for years and years and years and wasn't something they started doing in their 20s. This was something they started in their 50s. So that's really inspiring and encouraging. And right now, the two of them are riding their bikes cross country. They started on the West Coast and they're ending on the East Coast. And they're about halfway through their journey right now. Probably by the time this comes out, they'll be more like three-fourths of the way through their journey. They are planning to finish up early August. I'm going to put the links in the show notes to their blog where they're blogging every single day about their journey and they're posting on social media every single day what they're doing. While they do this, they are raising money for St. Vincent de Paul and Back on My Feet Indianapolis. They're the kind of people that are... They're about 25 years older than me, and I look up to them. I look at them and the way they do life and the way they live, and I think, I want to be like that when I'm 58. So I've had them on my list of, I need to have them on the podcast for a long time, and I thought right before this bike trip is the perfect timing to get them on the show so we can hear about that journey. You guys are going to be really inspired and encouraged by the way these people live their lives. I can guarantee that. We've got some great guests coming up on the show. Gwen Jorgensen, Shadrach Biwat, Sarah True, all kinds of exciting names coming up. So I'm really happy to have you here. And I cannot wait to share these conversations that are coming up with you uh, on an upcoming episode. Every Friday, you get a new episode. Before we get started talking with Tom and Deb, I want to tell you about a retreat that's coming up that sounds so fun. Have you ever wanted to attend a running retreat or camp but thought it was out of reach? Well, Mary Johnson of Lift, Run, Perform and Sarah Canny of Rise Run Retreat have teamed up to create a women's running camp that will help you develop as a runner from the inside out. Join them for a weekend of group runs, workouts and expert advice from Lift, Run, Perform's team coaches this September 7th through 9th on the shores of Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. Your registration fee of only $350 includes camp-style lodging, all meals, and all training camp activities. This is sure to be a weekend to remember as you are challenged to take your running to the next level and form lifelong friendships in the process. To register, head over to riserunretreat.com and click Training Camp under the Events tab. Registration closes on July 29, 2018, so be sure to snag a spot before the camp fills up. It's currently half full. 
You do not want to miss this amazing weekend. Go hang out with my friends, Sarah and Mary. They've both been on the podcast, you guys. Sounds like so much fun. All right, let's go ahead and get this conversation started with Tom and Deb Gardner. Well, today on the podcast, I have Tom and Deb Gardner. Welcome to the show today, guys. Thanks Thanks for having us. This is awesome. Is this your first podcast? First time ever. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So we have to tell everybody first and foremost how we met because that's an important Mm -hmm. part of the story here. Um, I met Tom and Deb when I was working for Back on My Feet Indianapolis. And you guys kind of became like the super volunteers. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) You did. So tell everybody about how you got involved in in the organization because you guys showed up at that first practice. I mean, at HVAF, Team Warman, Mm -hmm. and then you never looked back. You were team leader. You were there Monday, Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Friday. We loved it. Well, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, So in 2010, I started a business. And the, the, the business was to give 10% of the money that we make to a charity organization that helps support, support fitness, fight obesity, um, with a spiritual kind of foundation to it. And I was looking for a found, I was looking for something to do and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get an email from the running company, mm. which is now Blue Mile. Which is now Blue Mile. Mm-hmm. About is it now Jackrabbit Sports even? Oh, I'm I think so. Sure. They've changed yeah. names a million times. And they invite us to this orientation for this back on my feet and never heard of them. And, and that's how it all started. And you came, to the or- you came to the orientation. Yeah, went to Three Wise Men for our date night, mm-hmm. walked over to the running company and went to the orientation and we were, we were with it for five years. So, but you probably didn't realize at the time like how involved you were gonna be. You probably thought, oh, I'm gonna volunteer like once a week. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had no idea what it was what it, what, what it was going to be like. So, when did you decide to get so invested that you were going to do ev- like 3 days a week and be leaders? I mean, cuz for anybody that's unfamiliar with Back on My Feet, Back on My Feet is a nonprofit that uses running to help people overcoming homelessness mm-hmm. and addiction and mm-hmm. um, it really provides a sp- support system uh, through community and relationships. Mm-hmm. And at what point were you like, oh, we're really in, and we really see that this thing is working? I think there's there was space for growth. So where you um, where there is space to grow into a position or an mm-hmm. opportunity, and you answer that call, it just naturally happens. So they needed a team lead, and Tom and I just were doing it together, and so we work well together. So what I I'm not good at or don't really like doing, he's super good at it. And it kind of just flip-flops that way. So we were able to um, work with that team. It was a big part of our lives. They were like our family. Yeah. A big part of our lives. And um, it was good. And then it was time to move on. You know, then it's time to move on and let someone else move into that space so that their gifts can be um, acknowledged and used. And um, and so now, you know, we're back with back on my feet over at HVAV with Manchester. And Are you running with them? So yeah, not every not Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> we do show up on some Fridays, and um, and we're yeah, we're we're back. So you run at Manchester, which is the tenth in Pennsylvania location. Yes. Okay, downtown. Yeah, they they shut down our original running group on Warman. Mm. We just. Um, there weren't many runners coming out yeah. to join us early at 5.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 5.45 a.m., that's the start time. Well, and so 
Um, here in Indianapolis, we've got back on my feet. Indianapolis, we have Wheeler Mission and mm-hmm. HVAF of Indiana, which is a homeless veterans organization. Mm-hmm. So I want to know a little bit about your individual stories because I remember when I first met you guys, I was like, oh, they've probably been married for like 35 <laughs> years, and you know, um, and then come to find out, you have a very unique blended family. You seven kids between. Mm-hmm the two of you. So tell us when you got married, how you met, and what all that looked like. You want me to take this? Go ahead. All right. Well, we got married in 2007, so we're, I think we're still sort of newlyweds. You're a year before us then. We were 2008. Yeah. So you're, so you just, we, you're right, working we out of, 11 years. Yeah. So um, so we, we met um, we met a couple years before that, and um, I was teaching at St. Pius. I was a technology teacher, and over the summer, I needed some volunteers to come help uh, clean out hardware, and Tom answered the call, and we knew each other as friends for quite a while, and um, we used to, we'd grab a coffee, or we'd run, or, um, and then it kind of grew into something else. We weren't looking uh, to get into a relationship. This, um, ours, this is a second marriage for both of us, but we definitely weren't looking, but we sure found each other, and it was a good, um, and we have not looked back. I mean, it's just been a huge <laughs> adventure, um, you know, just with what we've been up to the last few years and with, you know, jobs and all kinds of stuff. That's, yeah. that's the short story. There's a lot more to it, but that's the <laughs> well, short story. Well, you got story. married, like, out in the country on your dad's. Yeah, my dad's got a little farm down in Freedom, Indiana, and it was just family only, just our kids and our brothers and sisters and um, yeah, there's horses, donkeys, dogs, cats, and uh, then our honeymoon was, uh, we went camping out in... Camping on their honeymoon. <laughs> camping on the Grand, T- Grand, in the Grand Tetons, Tetons in Jackson Yellowstone. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, and um, it was perfect, and that's what we love to do. It was very simple, uh, simple meals, simple camping, running, um, and yeah. So, but, okay... Deb's, I know Deb's been running forever. Like you have, I always looked up to you because when we met, I knew you had this group of girlfriends that you had been yeah. running with for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, yep. I remember I actually met one of them in the locker room at LA Fitness. This is so yeah. random. And then I saw her in a picture of yours and all your running girls were getting together and I uh-huh. kind of became friends with her in the locker room. And uh, I always just thought, that's so cool. There's like five or ten of you and you just get together and you've been running for years we have we've been running um at least i know mary beth and i have been running at least 25 years because our youngest is named after her her well missy goes by yeah but her real name is mary elizabeth but um so yeah we all there's like eight women and we always celebrate birthdays we continue to run we don't run together as much as we used to because when our kids were little we had to go out at 5 30 in the morning Uh and now we're a little bit more flexible but um, I've been running, well, I ran my first marathon in 89. That was Chicago. And then when Tom and I met, you've always been, he's been super athletic his whole life. I have not. I involved myself in other curriculars in high school. <laughs> That's why my joints and muscles feel really good. But you've been a super athlete for a long time. I don't know about your running. Well, I, no, I did not like running at all. I Before mean, you I met Dev at all? I mean, growing up. Running was punishment. Yeah. You know, played baseball. If you did something wrong, you had to go run around the field. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, I always ran just to kind of keep in shape. Mm-hmm. I guess it was 1978 was my first official run. Came home after freshman year of college. Decided to get rid of some of that freshman. I won't tell you how much. I hear that. <laughs> we, all, we all had it. Ran around the block. 
for my first run, and by the end of the summer, I had lost all that weight, was running 10Ks, and that's when I fell in love with running. So, I mean, you were pretty young then, out of college. Well, that was my freshman year of college. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was what, 19? So when did you run your first marathon? Uh, 2005. Big Sur. The Big Sur. Okay. Now, had you guys met yet? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm thinking you got married. Oh, yeah, you yeah. got married in 2007. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. our, first, our first run together, I'll never forget, she had just come back from running Boston. Okay. And we were meeting at 96th Street in the Monon. Okay. And it's like, oh, man, she's fast. She's so fast. So I got, there, I got there a half an hour early to get warmed up. Yeah, you've got to be ready to sprint your seven-minute miles. <laughs> and uh, so that was our very first run together. And he was fine. How far did you run? <laughs> How far that day? I think we I did know, a like four fight. or five, something yeah. like that. Yeah. She'd have slowed down for you if she had. Oh to. no, yeah, I, no, I'd never slowed down for him. <laughs> He's never slowed down for me either. We don't do that. We just run our own run, right? So we have so many running questions because uh, these guys are in the Fifty States Club, which is a category of its own. But I want to talk to you guys. I've always thought it was so cool how you have blended your families and how all the kids. I mean, I, Glenn and I love seeing you guys like, oh, there's the gardeners at the drumstick dash with all seven of their kids. And here and there you've had less because uh, kids are at college. Mm -hmm. and, but there's always like a big handful of them with you. So how have you, and it looks from the outside looking in seamless, but I'm sure it's taken a lot of hard work. Yeah. How have you... How have you managed to make that work so well? Well, the funny thing is, is um, like at one time we had four kids in college. Mm -hmm. We had three kids get their, because Tom has twin boys. So we had three kids that are born within two weeks of each other. So oh, they wow. all got their driver's license within two weeks. Um, it's been crazy. But when they, when we married, our youngest three were getting ready to go to high school. And okay. the twins went to Bishop Chittard and then Missy went to North Central. So they sort of had their own lives and their own set of friends, but yet they would come together as well. But like um, when you blend families, and we're definitely not an expert, and you can um, you know, chime in as well, but I think the idea of creating space but not forcing it, um, if it feels forced, um, I think kids um, feel that, but we try to create space where um, our families have a time to interact and to eat together and drink together like we had our family farewell feast last night and so everybody was over all the kids and yeah it was chaos it's always chaos but I think that um you just create space for that and it works pretty well you know I think what do you what are your thoughts yeah just just went you know we talked about it beforehand you know we kind of walked through what's it what will it be like if we get married and How, yeah our, and our kids are with us and we just kind of walked through what that would be like and it, it just it just always you know they're they're just they're just good friends and they just get along well together and they're very different yeah our kids are super different yeah. I mean they're really different and Tom's really good about walking through a process and looking at things like okay how's this gonna work he's good at that well I, I I've got to know the girls the best obviously Missy I know the best mm -hmm. but yeah it seems like everybody gets along I always think on your holidays I'm like I want to go to the gardeners and check out what's going <laughs> oh on over God. there eat some it's, of Deb's food oh and, it's chaos but yeah. it's all it's all good that's the fun of it well it's even more chaos now because how many grandkids do you have we have two littles two grandsons Are they, they're both boys yes Charlie okay. and Archie I love those names. Yes. Well, we you know, know that's I know. an important thing oh, yes. to me. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we have a baby girl coming. Oh, Missy's, Missy's having, having a, girl. a girl. Yep. Okay. So, your first and they're not really, they're not really sharing any about names. Uh, 
It's hard to do that yeah. because when you share names, people are like, they make a face. They have they an, give opinion. an opinion. And yeah. you're like, well, that's what I'm going with. So tough, tough mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. And we've watched your little boys grow up. They're so cute. Well, oh my gosh. Isn't that what the, the exciting thing about the internet? Like, yes. Yeah. You can see my people on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't get to see you guys very much, you still know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Deb actually listens to the podcast, so that's exciting, too. I do. She talks about them all the time. The thing about the podcast that I really love is that it's not only what I learn in your conversations, it's that it has broadened my horizons and Mm -hmm. turned me on to new books, new podcasts, um, new motivations, new speakers, and it's not stagnant. You just keep on expanding. I love that part. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a good thing. I was like, oh, my gosh, Deb listens. When you you commented on something on my Instagram and I was like Deb Gardner listens oh, yeah. to my podcast that oh, made me yeah. feel so special I've got it queued up for our bike ride oh good I'm oh, so yeah. glad we have to talk about the bike ride but first let's talk about the 50 states thing it's kind of the 50 states people it's kind of an interesting group of people huh what do you think <laughs> yeah I think so yeah. <laughs> I mean we're done now so we're, we're kind of one and done yeah. like we've run Boston we keep we we requalify for Boston but we don't go back we're one and done okay we've been there we've done that so we've run a marathon in every state and we've drank a pint of beer in every state yes because we got to do that we don't take ourselves too seriously so we don't really want to do 50 states again we'd like to keep on doing different challenges different but tell Lindsay how we decided to do 50 states oh, with my conversation with Joe Porter yeah so my, my insurance guy, so this was 2000 and fall of 2011. I was meeting with him, and I knew he was doing 50 states. He was on 48, 49. And I said, man, Joe, I wish I would have started running marathons you know, a long time ago. I think that's an awesome goal. He goes, well, when do you think I started? I said, I don't know, 20 years ago? He says, I started 10 years ago. I said, you've run, 10 marath- you've run 50 marathons in 10 years? He goes, yeah. I said, don't give me this crap. You can't do it. <laughs> so we went home. So that was, it was a date night because we went to Three Wise Men for date night. A lot of things happen on date night. I yeah. feel like every, t- it, was it Tuesday? It's Thursday. Date night, okay. that's always been sacred that's for us. Yeah. And by the end of that date night, we had seven marathons picked out for 2012. For one year. Because you committed in 2012 and you completed it in 2017, right? Yeah. We finished early. We wanted to finish by the time we were 60. 60. And I'm getting ready to be 59. He's 59. So we, we always finish things early. <laughs> so, uh, oh, we got it done. It was fun. So it's so it's proof that it's never too late to start. So Because you were 53 when yeah. you started the journey? Something like that. Yeah, I was 54. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes you hear people say, Oh, I didn't get started running until later, and they're like 28. You just, you just <laughs> need to start and just not negative self-talk because you will talk yourself out of doing yeah. anything. You just have this to say yes, true. you know? Like, I know you know that, too. Yes, yeah. that is so true. So you finished the 50 states in Hawaii. Yes. And you say that you're not usually, like, go big or go home people, but you wanted to finish big. And you mm-hmm. did all of your kids come? All, all but my son, because he was getting married a month later, and oh. he had to stay home and save some money. Yeah, he had, <clears> things, <throat> he had other things to spend money on at yeah. that point. But we, we rented, we went to Kauai, the Kauai Marathon. Yeah. So it was September, it was Labor Day weekend, and we rented a compound. <laughs> four, four homes, four little, well, one home and then three Bungalows. cottages, bungalows. 
and uh, all but one of the kids came and their significant others. Mm-hmm. So we had, what, 15? There were no littles. No littles, just okay. adults. So were littles with other grandparents? Yes. Yeah. Okay. God bless them. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's great. Yeah. It's fine. We had two engagements in, in Hawaii. In Hawaii? Yes. Stop. So yeah. Missy, all your kids, two different people got engaged? Yes. Um, Missy and Jared got engaged at Volcano National Park, which okay. is kind of a story in itself right now. And then Gordon and Annie um, got engaged at the compound and they're getting married there oh, cool. in September, 2019. So did, did the, did they know? One did and one didn't. That they were getting engaged? Yes. But like, did the other couple know? Um, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, what, what do you mean? Well, so like, did Annie's fiance know that Missy's fiance was proposing yes. and vice versa? Yes. Okay. They okay. were trying to be strategic about it. Like, the timing. Let's not do yes. it at the exact same time. Yes. Because Jared was waiting till the end and we're like, okay, when is this going to happen? Yeah. And then Annie had no idea. She just, it's the funniest thing. We got her on camera and yeah. Oh. Yeah. But Kauai was a blast. We all did things that we've not done before. It was fun. Everybody was at the finish line. Stephanie had shirts made for us with all of our marathons listed and it was a, it was fun. So of all the 50, what's your, what's your favorite? Oh, everyone. I always ask that question. It's, it's parts of every marathon. I mean, the last mile of Boston, Yeah. you know, that's my favorite. Um, Hatfield McCoy, parts of it running through the the hills in West Virginia was really cool. Um, I think I remember when you guys did that yeah, one. That was, was early. Was that, that was our five-year anniversary. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we like to do things around date nights and anniversaries. Yeah. You know, and fla- then, Flagstaff, you know, that's a very memorable Oh, yeah. Marathon. Was that hard? We came, in, that we came in dead last. We, really? Yeah, 60. Dead last. Two and 63. That's how small it was, though. Yeah. Everybody said, wait. We see you're from Indiana. Everyone is from Utah, Colorado, California. They're like, are you used to running in elevation? We're we, like, sure. We start at 8,000 feet. And you go north. <laughs> you go up. <laughs> so how long did it take you? Like six hours. Yeah. Was it? Did you stay together? No. Uh-uh. Well, I <laughs> no. got I got lost. Who? Oh, so Deb. I won. met a friend, a girlfriend, <laughs> a friend, some lady from Florida, you, where it's you flat. Just and buddy, we just buddy. no, we were talking. We had a great time. Yeah. I, I got off track and. You talk I, got lost. I got, I caught up with them. You you were two last people. This was probably mile 22 or 23 because yeah. we were going up the mountain, and that's when you guys saw the elk came flying over. Yeah. Big herd of elk came flying across the path. Yeah, it's all you know. It's trail marathon. It's so I think you know beautiful. the people that you meet. You know what your fastest marathons, those exper- the hardest marathons you remember, but you take a little piece from everyone, and it, every single marathon was fun. We it's been a it was a blast. You know, you guys kind of remind me of my dad in the way that I feel like you show up and you just get to know people and we love your dad. We, your dad's so cool. Isn't he? Oh yeah, he is. I got to get him on the podcast sometime. Yeah. He doesn't, I don't think he really wants to do it because he's not like a public speaker or he's not behind a microphone ever. He needs to be on. He's kind of a country guy, but I got to get him on. He, my dad is one of those people that literally does not know a stranger. Yeah. And he'll, he'll go on a bike trip like you guys are about mm-hmm. to go on, maybe not this big. Um, and he just camps with people and becomes yeah. friends with them. Of course, because what else are you going to do? You're yeah. going to sit by somebody you don't know and not get their story? Yeah. You've got to open up and find out what their story is. I know. sent him the link to your blog. Oh, I thought, thank I you. I knew he would think it was like, yeah. so cool what you guys are doing. Oh, it's going to be an adventure. Yeah. So um, you just 
ran a Boston qualifier though recently, didn't you? Yeah, I ran Carmel. So here's okay. the, yeah, I ran Carmel. Okay, get this. That was my 58th marathon. 58th. Yeah. Are you going to go for 100? I don't know. I just wanted to run as many marathons as how old I am. Okay. But that was my third fastest. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I mean, it's not a fast time. Like your guests are like rock stars. something, right? Three. 349, 48 or 48. 48. 48. For me. And she's For 59. old lady me. Yeah. And it was my third fastest. And I'm that's like, so you fast. know, it's not comparatively. For that's 59. For me, for me it is, okay? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, you know what? You just keep going. Yeah. But um, Did you feel good the whole time? I was hurting a little bit at yeah. the end. <laughs> but then a couple weeks later, we went and ran uh, Cincinnati because we met some, Flying, call, flying yeah. Pig. That's yeah. a hilly marathon. It is hilly. She qualified for Boston again. Again. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you know, we'd like to do new things. So we'll, yeah. So she ran the first flying pig 20 years ago. Okay. Oh, was it the very, the inaugural? The very very first first one. one. You ran it in four hours, four hours. And and then she ran this last one 20 years later at 401. Wow. And so 20 years ago, so you were 38. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Second marathon. Second marathon. Yeah. And I had not run one since 1989. And how old were you in 89? 30, okay. 30 years old. Yeah, okay. I was born in 59. See? Yeah. You didn't run your first marathon until you were 30. No. I mean, yeah. you just got to do it. You yeah. just you you just step up and do it. Were you done having kids at 30, or were you right no. in the middle? No, I was right in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was right in the middle, and I just started running back after my son Eric was born, needed to get was back in shape. Two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Actually, it was after three. That was after Johnny was born. But I started running um, more consistently after Eric was born. Best thing ever for postpartum, yes. for your for your psyche, for your body, and you always come back faster. I think. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited to run faster yeah. for this baby. Yeah, Even you will. Even though I'm going to be so much older. It's... And you're going to appreciate that time. My God, you pressed, you pushed that stroller. I appreciate it. I appreciated that time so much after my first. Even Dang. like running became so much more enjoyable enjoyable to me after my first because it was just like this freedom that I didn't realize mm-hmm. I had before yeah you know and I get with that. every kid I I'm more tired now in general and I know that that's short term yeah. you know like I know that my kids aren't always going to be in diapers and running around yeah. crazy and up in the middle of the night but um I'm definitely physically yeah. more tired now than yeah. I was after the first yeah that'll go away you're gonna though, right? get, you're gonna be so fast yeah are your kids all two years apart uh, they're two, three, and four years apart. Okay. And like then, two, three, yeah. Okay. And then yours, um. Oh, you really s- spread it out. Yeah. And then Stephanie and the twins are three years apart. Yeah. Steph's 28 yeah. and the twins are 25. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me about what you guys are about to embark on. So Deb just retired. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't really retire. I stopped working. Cause I always <laughs> feel like, I always feel like retirement is like you've put your 20 years in. Now you get to quit. Well, you don't know if you'll, you'll, you might go back someday. Is that what you're saying? I never say never to anything. Yeah. So who knows, you yeah. know, but, uh, I'm not working right now. Praise God. And it, I'm having a, it's awesome. I'm bit, I, I love my life right now, but no. So, but Tom is working. Okay. Thomas. So you were working at Marion university. Yes. Okay. Yep. As a, I did a little bit of everything. I started as a two credit hour adjunct and I re- resigned my position, um, gratefully and happily, but it was a great place to be as chief of staff in the educators college. 
and I was a uh, and I taught and did all sorts of things. Worked with data reporting, and it was just time for a change. After seven years, it's usually about time for a change. Because before then, you were working at St. Pius. I worked at St. Pius for a while. Okay. Loved that job. Best job I've ever had. I love to teach and I love to learn. But so Tom, you're so, okay. I was under the impression that you were kind of retiring too, since you guys were going on this big trip. But you. You started the company, R&D Group. Um, um, I'm not, the. I started another company. Endurance IT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always get the yeah. two confused. The R&D Group was started 20 years ago, and I joined 12 years ago. Okay. So. And then Endurance IT is the one that you started to, and you, to give 10% Correct. to a charity of your choice right. and that you really believed in. Okay. Right. So R&D Group is sponsoring this trip you're about to go on. They're, yeah, they're helping out. <laughs> that would mean they're a sponsor, right? So tell us about the vision for the trip, what it is, how long it's going to take. Tell everybody what you're doing. Okay. So we, I mean, we had these, this goal of doing this, but we thought it was, you know, since it's going to take a few months to do it, we'd have to wait till work was gone. And what, six months, eight months ago, you know, I'm part of the leadership team at the R&D group. We got a couple people that are getting ready to retire, so we're talking about life after retirement, and someone says, well, Tom, are you going to retire soon? I said, no, but I'd like to take summer off, next summer off to ride across the country. Well, we think you should. <laughs> so, so that was eight months ago. Oh. And uh, so we've been planning accordingly. And so they're riding their bikes across the country. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to start at Anticortes, Washington. Okay. And so we're going to fly out there? We're going to fly out to Seattle tomorrow. With your bikes and everything? Bikes are already out there. Okay. You shipped them. Yeah. So we took them to REI in Castleton. They boxed them up. Okay. We shipped them to REI in Bellingham, which is right outside of Anticortes. They're all assembled and ready for us to pick up right now. Okay. So we go to Seattle tomorrow, and then we pick our, our bikes up Thursday. Okay. And we go to Enterprise and turn in our car. <laughs> And we get on our bike to go to our last night before we start camping along our trip. And then June 1st, we'll dip our back tire in the Pacific and start heading east. So you're going to do that as mm -hmm. like, a, as oh, like yeah. a yeah, whatever you want to call it? Yep. kind of. A, and a destination is Bar Harbor, Maine. First of all, you guys are doing this interview the day before you, you're leaving. So that's a big mm -hmm. deal. I emailed you guys like three weeks ago. You were like, yeah, we'll do it. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, can we still do it? And you're like, well, we're leaving. So oh, let's yeah. do it the day before. Sure. What? Let's yeah. go do a podcast interview, clean out Tom's mom's house, change someone's flat tire. <laughs> let's get everything to go to mass. You, oh, you're yeah. doing it all today. Oh, yeah. I am just, so you're campers. Yes. Like, you guys like this kind of thing. That that would be my biggest fear of the trip is camping, because I don't love camping. I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard because your bathroom is not a flusher, and, you know, uh, sometimes see? there's little creepy crawlies in your tent. But it's all part of the adventure, and those are the most memorable moments mm. when things don't go exactly the way you planned. And it makes you stop and realize... And we have this thing about um, at the end of every, we did this a lot on our honeymoon and other trips, we always do the five senses, mm -hmm. like of what are the most memorable sights today? Mm -hmm. What was the most memorable sound, most memorable smell? It really gets you to appreciate simple things throughout the day and the, you know our different perspectives of how we experience it. So, but yeah, camping, it's, you get to meet more people that way. It's harder, but you know, why do things too simple, right? Right, that's so, a boring so way to live. We'll camp. 
a third probably, maybe a half. Yeah. And then there's an organization called warmshowers.org okay. for, for cyclists. Okay. So we can, as we're driving, riding down the road, you know, we can go to the app, Warm Showers, and see who we can stay at their house on the oh, way. Cool. Mm -hmm. So we're warm showers here in Indianapolis. Do you get people that stop? Not yet. We've had one person. We had one person, but we were out of town. It didn't we, work. Yeah. yeah. So you know, they you know we'll we'll cook them dinner. They can use our showers, sleep in the bed, oh, use cool. our laundry facilities. You know, if they need some mechanical work for the bike in the garage, so they can do that. Oh, that's so cool. So this is this is an organization all over the world. Oh, just wow. for cyclists. Mm -hmm. So you're fully intending on utilizing it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's so cool. Okay, so when in 2010, Glenn and I, along with a group of friends, rode our bikes. Now, we were not as serious as you. We took turns. Well, Glenn rode the whole thing, but there were, I think there was five others, and we took turns riding our bike to New York City from Indiana. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I think I do remember that. I don't know that. if we had met yet. We might have done I, it right before we met. Yeah, you've mentioned, either you mentioned it or I, I don't know. So, so Glenn rode the whole thing. He Glenn rode the whole oh, thing because he's like, if I'm going to do it, yeah. I'm going to say I'm doing it. I'm doing it. The rest of us would do like 60 to 80 miles a day. Mm -hmm. We'd start in yeah. one place. And then my dad, he drove his RV. And then our other friends, um, Adam and Amanda, their parents came along too and drove yeah. a, a van. And they would drop the next set of riders off right where we would be stopping. It's fun. So that we were all covering the distance. But yeah, Glenn, Glenn ran, rode straight through. Um, but it was logistically challenging. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with mapping the route. But mapping these routes is, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. So who's done the work? Adventure cycling has done our work. Really? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, because I guess people have taken on this they have a whole yeah. route network that's already mapped out okay. both on paper and the gps maps that tom has down so we we bought the northern tier maps okay and uh so she'll have the paper maps and then i've had the the digital version on my garmin okay so which all, one do you think you'll use more paper or digital i don't know he's going to be in front the whole time so will you stay together though We'll we'll be within a mile of each other. No, but no, that's too far. We'll always Aww. see each other. He's got to look out for his yes, lady. Yes, we will always <laughs> see each other. Well, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> but um, he's in a little bit better cycling shape. I'm hoping that um, over time I will catch up. I won't catch up to him, but it'll I'll improve a little bit. How many miles a day on average are you going to ride? The goal is seventy. Okay, that's a lot. So if we do, if we average seventy a day starting June first. We will finish the first week of August. So will you take any complete rest days? Yes. And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's including like five days of rest days. Only five days of rest. There might be more that come along. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you never know. But we're hoping to get, like, we're hoping to get some higher mileage in, too. I think when it, if we have a nice tailwind and some flat. Go ahead um, and, yeah. like, yeah. be a trooper and mm -hmm. go on further yeah. on certain days. We'll see. But then will that mess up where you're staying? We only know where we're staying one night ahead. Really? Yeah, we don't have the whole thing mapped out. Yeah. Okay. Just one, because you don't know then you about. You can use hot showers, and it, or you can just. Yeah, and you don't find know the weather might be bad. You might have a mechanical issue. Yeah. You might feel super good and want to cycle 120 miles. You know, yeah. just don't know. I mean, if we wake up and there's a 20 mile an hour tailwind. See you later. And mm -hmm. you know, we're at 
70 miles by one o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to keep going down the road. Yeah, yeah. So what if one of you doesn't feel so hot and the other one feels really good? That's tough. Well, I think it depends on if it's a serious issue or a buck up. Come yeah. on, we're going. <laughs> okay. So sometimes, you know, but most, we're not really complainers. And so if we, yeah. I mean, if we had to stop, we would, I'm sure. I mean, we were on Katie Trail last summer and I, it was super hot and I wasn't feeling so well. But, um, yeah, we'll stop. Yeah. And Tom needs to eat certain times. So we stop, we eat and yeah. Are you saying Tom eats more than you? Tom likes to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little low blood sugar and I got to get something to eat. I feel that. I can, yeah. I can, I can uh, understand that feeling. So how can you teach me how to not complain? Because I've been thinking about that this you're, all the time because I, you're not a complainer. You I don't, you don't live with me. <laughs> I don't see that. Cause I, I think I complain about like being tired with my pregnancy a lot. And I actually, yesterday I was like, I'm going to make a commitment to, and this is to Glenn. This isn't to the rest of the world that I'm going to make a commitment to not make one complaint about feeling tired or big or uncomfortable or not being able to run for an entire week to my husband and see if he notices. Cause he, you know, I think he, I'm always like, you don't know how hard this is, <laughs> blah, 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 you know? Um, and it is a mindset thing. Like you just have to shift, shift your thinking. And I'm really working on that. Like that's hard to do, but I feel like that mm. comes a little more naturally to you. Or have you worked hard at that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? We're just happy people. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty happy. <laughs> I hate, I, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I only like to be happy. Oh. I don't like to be angry or, I mean, I, I will not do that. It's not, it's a terrible But you're in another spot. I mean, when you're expecting a bit, it's a lot on you. It's so, don't give yourself a little grace. I want to see Deb, though, fourth kitten, because Deb has four kids. Yeah. I want to see Deb, fourth kitten, and what you were actually like then. Oh, I get the funniest picture when I was pregnant with Missy. I kind of liked being pregnant, you know? I know, I remember you you told me I would miss it someday. Because I was a horrible eater back then. I still work on that, but you eat better, and you're like, I mean, Praise God, you know, men don't get to be pregnant. They don't this get to true. feel that baby inside. Although I know that one sounds... of these four I would let Glenn do if you could. <laughs> I mean, I remember because I knew Missy was going to be our last one. Yeah. And, and I like, it's a I'm treasure kind of, yeah, yeah, you know. But, but then, you know, I know that sounds a little weird, but. Well, I don't eat better when I'm pregnant. Well, I eat better when I'm not pregnant. You do? when I'm pregnant, I want like all the carbs and yeah. a lot of times vegetables don't sound good to me. And yeah, um, you do have your prenatal vitamins, right? Yes. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> okay. Mama Dove's checking up on me, but I will say there is, even though I I'm done, like I don't want to do this again after four, uh, there is something really sentimental mm-hmm. and like kind of sad, like thinking, Oh, this is never going to happen again. Like this isn't, you know, like, yeah talk about getting a vasectomy or something like that it's like oh that's so final but then I'm like Lindsay you want this to be final you really do yeah just treasure it it's hard yeah Yeah. it's hard to to move on to the next thing yeah well you're going to be so busy that you're (sighs) going to be moving on to that next stage in so many ways I mean school and middle school and high school and driver's license and all kinds of things dates and prom and all all those good things Mm. you know We'll get back to the bike trip, but what what's your what's your favorite parenting season? What's your favorite age? Um, 
I kind of like right now. <laughs> I mean, I really, I really, we, I really enjoy our kids, all seven of them. I'm so proud of them. Each one is so unique. I really enjoy them right now. I mean, I, I loved the little league, mm, and because I, I mean, I, I mean, I coached from when the kids were four years old till they reached high school, mm. and I loved, I, I loved coaching. Yeah. I loved being part of that, yeah. and. Um, you know, I love going to all the events, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just so much fun. We Marshall just started little league, and the first game was just a beautiful day out, and everybody's eating hot dogs and popcorn. And I was like, I feel like we're in a movie right now. Is this real life? Because it was just yeah. so happy and cheery, and yeah. it felt so American. <laughs> you know, what I go, mean? it goes so fast. You know, they say um, the days are long, but the yeah. years are fast. That's yeah. definitely true. Well, I mean, yeah, I see it now. I'm like yeah. about to turn 35, and yeah, yeah, I can see it for sure. Yeah. So, what are you most excited about for the bike trip? <laughs> I mean, just seeing the beautiful country. You know, this just, I mean, we've driven this Cascades Highway, and we're going to ride our bikes up this beautiful highway in Washington and it's just going to be so pretty and just all from a bicycle so it's you know it's a little faster than running and a lot slower than riding so will you take stop and take pictures oh oh yeah yes of course yeah we're gonna blog we're gonna try to blog every day that's our aim and that's our goal but I don't know if that'll happen so tell everybody what you're you're raising money and the organizations you're supporting uh two not-for-profits that are that Tom and I are both active in that we really believe in one is St. Vincent de Paul Food Pantry and um, it's a huge volunteer effort. We spend a lot of time there. Um, they give furniture, food, mm-hmm. assistance, and a program called Changing Lives Forever. So that's one organization, and the other one's back on my feet. Okay. Yeah. And so we have a couple challenges out there. So Tell some, me what the challenges are. Some people have, we threw out camping for cash. And okay. so we're like, does anybody want to throw some money in to, you know, sponsor us a buck a night? Uh, for camping so, so you know however it, many nights it takes you yeah so if we camp 40 nights out of the you know nine weeks or so we're gone um you know 40 i mean bucks. we're giving five dollars yeah, for we're every giving night we can five dollars yeah we're chipping in and then we have a hundred mile challenge so for every hundred miler um does anyone want to donate a hundred bucks so so do you of their choice, the organization of their choice. Well, we would like, yeah, either one, either or St. Vincent de Paul, either St. No, they can choose either St. Vincent de Paul or Back on My Feet. Back on My Feet has their um, fundraising page set up okay. right. They okay. are awesome, so you can go right to their page, use a credit card, Specific donate to your St. Vincent de Paul. Is a, they you can also donate online, but we don't know who donates, and I'm one. I'm oh, big on hard. I'm yeah. big on acknowledging gifts. That's yeah. important to me to specifically acknowledge the gifts. So you actually have to write a check, and like put, put it your in name an envelope, so you know. and then have a stamp. So who really does that? But um, we thought it was that important to acknowledge to those donors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but those are who we're fund writing for. Um, but and I think is it specifically. Indianapolis chapter? Yes. Yep. Okay. Indy only. Yeah. Okay. So as far as what we're looking to most, just the two of us, you know, experiencing the country from bicycle together, uh, living simply. Um, we're going to miss our kids a lot, though. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. We're going to miss them a lot. And your grandkids. I know. The littles. Yep. Yeah. Do you yep. take the grandkids quite a bit or do they we, spend the night ever? Uh, sometimes they stay all night. We do every Tuesday is little day. Okay. So yes. you have them all day? Yes. All day. Oh, wow. And 
I'm not both I don't, of them. Yes, both of them. Soon to be three of them. And I, my, young mamas. I mean, hats off. You guys are busy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we did it, both of us. Yeah. Not together. We didn't parent together. But I know that you were as busy with twins. And Stephanie is me with my four littles. And we were active. And we played sports. And we camped. And we did all sorts of things. But I don't know how you guys do it now. Well, that's why you do it in your 30s and not your 50s. Whew. Right? Yeah. Or late 50s. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, that's what my parents always say. I'm like, you guys did it too. We forget. You were in it. We forget. It's like childbirth. You forget like, oh my God, I did that really? And it's like a whole new world. It's pretty simple with us because the grandkids both live a block away. Oh, they live that close. Well, they live, yeah. yeah, We live right in the middle of like Katie and Eric live less than a mile away, maybe even a block. And then Jared and Missy just bought a house about that close in the opposite direction. Yeah. And so they just drop the kids off in the morning and then... On Tuesdays, yeah. Not every morning. 8 a.m. on Tuesdays. Um, yeah, sometimes earlier. Okay. And mm-hmm. then you have them until like 6? Yeah. You're like before the six. full-time daycare, so yeah. you have car seats in your car yes. and everything. Oh, yeah. Car seats. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm like a little bit jealous of that because I, mm-hmm. I love that idea. Cause, and I've Glenn and I have talked about that. Why are we talking about when we have grandkids? We, our kids are still <laughs> being born. <laughs> but I'm like, I like the idea of like one once a week yeah because then you're not like oh because our our neighbor lady man she has her three grandkids all the time Mm -hmm. yeah and that's good that's good for them i think it depends on what you want i think it's a little bit of a cultural thing too uh they're polish yeah um and the mom is an anesthesiologist Mm -hmm. and the dad is a surgeon so like the parents work a lot of weird hours yeah but man, she is probably pushing 70 and she has those grandkids yeah. all the time. That keeps her young. She's tired though. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I think, you know, we still want to give back. Like we still volunteer. I, I like to go visit my dad and clean his cabin. I like to take my auntie to the store once a week. There's there's all kinds of things to do. So I don't want to commit more than that. No. So once a week once seems a week good. Is solid. Yeah. yeah. You have to train to ride your bike around the country still. Uh, well, that's all done now. And run marathons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so where where are you most? What are you most excited to see on the trip? Well, I'm going to enjoy the journey, but the most exciting thing is the finish. Yeah. I always keep my eyes fixed on the finish line, but yeah. not to the extent where you don't enjoy the journey. So we're not going to be traveling off route, going to see the biggest ball of string because sure. we've been in all these states and mm-hmm. we've seen all these. You know, we've been to a lot of these places. But, you know, if we meet an interesting person or an interesting experience presents itself, I'm sure we would stop and, you know, do that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think I'm looking forward to Glacier National Park. Yeah. You know, riding through that. I mean, this road that we're starting out just opened two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Because wow. of Covered snow. With snow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they just celebrated it's opening Cascades Highway. And June... I think Glacier National Park, what's the name of the road we're riding up? I think it's 20. Oh, Going to the Sun? Going to the Sun Road. I don't think it opens till June 15th. Yeah. So I don't think we can ride too fast or else the road won't be open. Yeah, you gotta gotta make sure you see it. Yeah, we won't ride too fast the first. There's like three mountain passes before that. We won't be riding too fast. Do you ever get nervous about riding on like big highways and roads like that? I know you probably try to take the routes try to take you back as much as possible. But when we uh, rode to New York, like we were on some like mountain roads mm-hmm. with like semis flying by us, and mm-hmm. I was scared. It is a concern because um, a lot of cyclists, you know, people are aware, but 
still we have helmet mirrors and you can see every car oh, that's coming yeah, behind. And so we have blinking lights on the front, blinking lights on the back. We've got a slow moving vehicle triangle on the back of our pannier. But it is a concern, um, but we, we would run everything that we can. So you just Can't be, live in be, fear. Right, be aware right. of cyclists because even right-hand turns, that's the number one cause of accidents. You're riding down the road like you're supposed to, following all the laws and you know all the protocols, and somebody tries to beat you to the corner and make a right turn, and boom, Go. you just run right in. So, so you just really have to pay attention. Yeah. To, I mean, you guys have Drive to Drive defensively, which we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which we do. Um, so after we finish this, you know... We're always looking to the next adventure. Yeah, you're already planning the next adventure. Uh-oh. Yes, but our, don't worry, R&D. We're not going to be doing this until, <laughs> don't worry. Until Tom actually be a few retires. Years. So we've got some other um, bicycle trips planned, you know, around the country. We want to do um, the West Coast, and it'd be fun to even ride the perimeter of the country. Mm-hmm. Take segments. Oh, wow. Maybe ride down to Key West or whatever. But we have this in our mind to um, a, a long-distance hike. Okay. So that would be our trifecta. So run a marathon in every state, mm-hmm. ride your bike across the country, and then do a long-distance hike. How do you – I think a lot of people have these big dreams and aspirations to do these big goals. And obviously you're retired, not really. Yeah, but, yeah. And Tom was granted this long summer off. But I think that people struggle with having a big dream and then executing it, thinking, oh, that's too much. Like, that's that's a lot to handle. Like, how do you You know what's so funny? The funny thing is, Lindsay, we've heard this so many times. Oh, you guys, because we'll show up to a SIBA ride, and people will be like, well, you, what are you guys doing? You going somewhere today? And we're like, no, we're just practicing because we're all about the preparation as well. And they'll, be, they'll say, well, I've always dreamed about doing that, but I've mm-hmm. never done it. But if it's important to you, you you just put the plans in place, and it happens. I mean, that's the benefit of being married to Tom, because that man is a planner, mm. and we just make it we just make it happen. If it's important to you, and sometimes it's just fun to dream. The dream is the fun itself. That's good too. But you'd still be sitting around thinking about it, you know, if yeah. you didn't go ahead and make it happen this yeah. summer. I think you know, um, my dad always says, when you have your health, you have everything. And mm-hmm. so staying healthy is super important. Some people can't help that. Yes. They have you know, persistent illnesses and disease that precludes them from doing that. But that does help. If you can stay healthy, that, that's a big thing. Um, um, I don't know. What's Nike say? Just, just do, do it. it. Just yeah. do it. Just, just do, do it. it. I mean, you just, I mean, I, I like to set a goal. I mean, it's the journey. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you have the goal and then this is what you do to get there. And that's, I mean, that's half the fun. It's, life's really boring if you don't have something like that, you know, something to shoot for. Yeah, but then other times people have smaller goals and yeah. that is their goal and too. And that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to have aspirations to absolutely. ride across the country. I mean, I, I've listened to so many of your guests on your podcast and, um, so many people have big goals and the way they set those and I'm so inspired. And then there's other people that have smaller goals and I think all of them are notable and pretty remarkable how they set them and how they implement them. It's inspiring to me. I like listening because it gets me all excited. Well, thank you. Well, yeah, and I mean... A goal for me right now is to like make dinner for my family three times a and week. That's, you know, that. I think that's good. <laughs> and if you put, if you make a smart goal and you make them specific <laughs> and measurable, attainable, and all, if they're smart goals, then you'll do it three times a week. Yep, three times a week. You, yeah, you click that off. I think, and I think that that's something we talk about in this podcast a lot too. Is um, I don't love the term seasons of life. 
so I feel like I'm kind of laughing at myself for saying that, but it is true. Um, you can't always do these big, crazy things. No. And, you know, like I'm already thinking about running a fast marathon after this baby, but I'm also already thinking of like really slowly building up to that and like just taking deep breaths and mm-hmm. not doing anything too fast because I know what my body can handle physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't always be go, 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 go. No, and if you don't enjoy the present moment, you lose so much. I think the present moment is really big for us. You know, just... I mean, when I was your age, I mean, kids, were that was my life. Yeah, just, exactly. Just, I didn't That's think about anything else other than And there was the pure kids. joy in that. I mean, yeah. it was hard, though. It's hard. Yeah. But it's good. You know, you look back with fondness, you know. But you took up running when your kids were this young. Yes, for sanity. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for sanity. But I never pushed a jogger, for goodness sake. Oh, well, I'm, for the record, if anybody follows me on Instagram and saw the triple jogger that we just bought. I saw it. A, I got it because I found a really good deal. It's $150, which if you know how expensive those things are, that's a good deal. Um, It's like new condition. I got it on a garage sale site on Facebook. I'm not pushing that right now 30 weeks pregnant, just oh so gosh. everybody knows. That thing is a beast. I kind of, I actually, so I think brand new, those things are like 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason I really got it is because Glenn and I really enjoy, we do either Saturday or Sunday, we like to do a family run. Yeah. yeah. And That's so, so I'm like, with four kids, you either have to do two doubles or a single and a triple. And I think a single and a triple makes more sense. Neither of us love pushing the double. It's tough. And so I'm like, well, I'll just push the single. And you go out and push the triple. So I don't think I'll be pushing the triple all that much. Well, you have to be sure to post some pictures of I mean, that. I'm because do I it. think that's inspiring. And I think yeah. that's just going to be really neat. I mean, I will do it. And I think with the youngest three. So like Lewis, Russell, yeah. and the new baby. But not 30 weeks pregnant. Because yeah. actually yesterday on the way home from Bloomington, we spent the weekend... Uh, a couple days with my parents and um marshall our oldest who's almost six by the way says when are we going to try out the triple and i said well we can maybe try it tomorrow while dad's at work but um i might be able to run one mile with it so we'll see maybe we'll try it out but yeah. it'll be real slow it's impressive. it'll be a two minute walk two minute run kind of thing probably yeah, well just be careful I, well, it's I okay to walk no, right I, now it's yeah, fine yeah. i have no desire to push my body yeah. right now <laughs> i see people do that when they're pregnant i'm like no i got i did it a little bit with my first pregnancy but this time yeah. no yeah. i'm good with like relaxing so uh the trip wraps up in august yes and then what in august well then what it's well three of our we'll have a new granddaughter Three of our kids are moving while we're out of town. Away from no, Indiana? no, they're no, just, they're oh, no. buying their first house. Yeah, mm. so three of them are moving. Three of them have new jobs, so we'll just be catching up with everybody. Um, yeah, my my one. So everyone's here except for my one son who lives in Kansas City, and he's officially leaving his job and moving home June twenty first. Everybody's gonna be. Everyone in will be in Indianapolis. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we're pretty blessed to have family close by. Yeah, it's good. We like that. Yeah. All right. So, so tell everybody some advice and words of wisdom for running in your fifties and into your sixties because it's happening. You want to take that first, or? Well, I don't know if I have good advice. 
because well, your I'm, strength I, training is amazing. And yeah. you, you're, you do yoga, you strength train, you cross train. You had a significant injury where you took six months off, and now you're back. I, I mean, I had never taken, let's see, I ran my first marathon 13 years ago, and... You know, I, I did sub fours for the for the first 30 marathons. Oh, wow. And then I was running on the back of my feet, and Tim Weber says, Tom, do you know you're running with a limp? And I said, mm. no. He says, well, you are. And my left knee just started getting yucky. and and uh, But there's nothing much. You know, I had a goal. Yeah. So I never quit. Yeah. I never stopped. You know, and, and I finally, we finished our... We finished our uh, last marathon, and I took six months off of running. And I spent I spent the time spinning, you know, a lot of leg strengthening. And uh, Deb wanted to run the Carmel Marathon. I said, Well, I think I'll run the half. So I started training in February after six months off, and now I'm running as fast as I did 15 years ago. Really? Yeah, I feel great. So do you think it was just the time off? And I never let myself rest DLC? up. Yeah. yeah, and the strength training, I think, helped a lot with your legs. I mean, one, one year we did 14 marathons in one year. and you, I mean, you just, don't, you just don't give yourself your body no. time to rest. Yeah. But, but you wouldn't trade it. Oh, gosh, no. No. <laughs> no, no, it's so much fun. Yeah. I think the big thing for me, the game changer, was I changed up my daggone diet. I was uh-huh. the worst eater Were you really? oh my god i've always been a bad eater and like i told you the other day i think i wrote responded to your email i was just reading through a journal uh-huh. and the journal all my goals were become a better eater become a better <laughs> eater and finally um i changed significantly my diet and got a lot more greens mm-hmm. and protein smoothies and just a lot of fiber a lot lot less red meat and just and oh my god it's made a difference. Yeah, you I'm feel not better. kidding. And because it, it, it's not really, I don't do any cross training. I do very little strength training. I never injured. But as a runner, biking is strength is cross training. But yeah, that's, since now yeah. biking's kind of your. But thing. like when yeah, so I think the eating has really helped a lot. Yeah, it has because I'm right before I you know I mean right before Carmel I was eating well. It was some did you know quite a bit of core exercises, but I right, think that right before your 50 mile ultra. Oh yeah, the fifty mile ultra was. When did you do that? I did that last. I did that after we did the Kauai marathon, and that was in November. And I never thought ever that I would ever run a fifty miler, and I did. I was trying to run it in ten hours. And Which I, one did you do? I did Tunnel uh, Hill. Tunnel Hill. Mm-hmm. It's flat. Super great. At Camille. Yes, Camille ran that. Oh, set Camille a world Heron. record. Yes. Oh, okay. I remember and she's that. cool. She's yeah. awesome. Um, and 10 hours was my goal, and I finished in 8 hours and wow. 12 minutes or 15 minutes or something. Third, third overall woman. Yeah. Third overall yes. woman. Yes. Me. Yeah. S- slow dab. I was like, I just felt good the whole time. Yeah. Ding, 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 just ding, ding. Just kind of yeah. like. And so it was fun. It yeah. was good. That's awesome. <laughs> she, she was funny. I was. And I you're was, 58 when you did that? Yeah. Yeah. I was spectating, and, you know, I was meeting her along the different spots, and. You know, I just happened to be at like 26 mile mark, and she just runs by. <laughs> oh, Boston qualifier! And she just <laughs> as, as she just takes off down the trail. <laughs> Is it relatively flat? Very flat. Okay. Yes. I'm like eight hours. It's very that's flat. That's really fast. They have a 50 mile and a 100 mile. Okay. So highly recommend if Glenn Glenn's run 100, hadn't he? No, he's done 250s and yeah. 100k. Okay. 
He's never done hundred. Tunnel Hill is a great one. Well supported, very awesome race director. I mean, if I would ever consider a hundred miler, I would go back there. Yeah, because he did when because when you said eight hours, I was like, whoa, because Glenn did Mohican fifty miler. And it took him eight hours. Yeah, that's a really difficult course. Yeah, okay, because yeah. I was thinking, man, Dub, you're flying. No, no. But you were flying. I, but I felt okay, Yeah, but, but it's flat. The weekend is pretty... Perfect day for it, too. Silly. And we camped out the night before it. Of course you did. Yeah, and it was like 22 20 degrees. degrees. Yeah. Oh, ew, I don't want to camp. <laughs> yeah, oh, gosh. I don't want to camp the night before a race, either. Oh, we did. Oh, we, oh. And then, oh, we went into a tavern the night before and sat in, at the bar, uh, like your dad, and met this... Uh-huh, random oh, people. Oh, my gosh, it was fun. Good experience, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Okay. Do you have any other words of wisdom for me for being a young parent with 9,000 kids? Mm -hmm. Prayer is always good. Yeah, that's another thing. You guys take your faith pretty seriously. Yeah, prayer is the number one thing. Yeah. You know, and unconditional love for your kids, loving them in the moment, seeing them with new eyes. Yeah. Realizing that even if they keep making the same mistakes, even when they're little, Mm -hmm. the little mistakes sometimes turn into big mistakes. Mm -hmm unconditional love yet holding them accountable that's that's hard yeah i know but it's for your kids and moms do anything for their kids so do dads yeah prayer is big prayer yeah yeah i know you get can't can't start a day out without doing my prayers it's first thing first thing you do in the morning before you talk to dad well, when I get to work, we, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, we talk. When I get to work, that's the first we have thing different, I do. Yeah, he is a prayer warrior, and he, I mean, what that man pray, prays for, it's amazing. He is a, he does most of his at work, and then I like to go to daily mass. Mm. I, daily? Yes, daily mass. Really? It may not be mass. Sometimes it's communion service, and I call it drive through Jesus. Day. Yes. drive through Jesus. It's just a quick communion service, so it's only like 10 minutes, but at St. Pius, that is my, that's my prayer family. Were you guys... So you're both Catholic. Mm-hmm. Were you both separately um, invested in your faith before you got married? Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm a convert. So okay. I so I was raised Methodist. Okay. And then when my when when my daughter, you know, she went to St. Pius okay. to school, and I I said once she starts school, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go through RCIA and become Catholic. Okay. So that was that was really the beginning of my faith journey. Yeah. Because I really grew with RCIA and then CHIRP, Christ Renews His Parish, and that's when I really got involved with Catholicism. Okay. It's been a big part of our lives for a long time. It really, I mean, even, we, I can't, it always has been. It's been at the center of, and gosh, do we ever give thanks for that. Yeah. Because on the back of our business card, our little, not business card, but our card, that Bible verse we love because he first loved us. We mm-hmm. feel that that relationship mm-hmm. is we're lucky we're grateful because it doesn't happen all the time yeah you know so all right so we always end the podcast with same questions deb's heard them a bunch of times um i think i can remember them at 59 what's one thing professionally or personally that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet beyond the bike trip well, I definitely want to learn how to speak Spanish. Really? Yes. I want to learn how to speak Spanish and be conversationally fluent. And I would like to complete one week of the New York Times crossword puzzle unaided. And I've never been able to do one day. Okay? <laughs> so that's a specific goal that someday. So yes. that's mine. Tom? Man, this podcast isn't long enough. I got so many things I want to do. Oh, man. You got like 40 years to fit them in. I mean... 
So the Appalachian Trail, you know, hiking the Appalachian Trail, that's going to be on the, that's the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I guess professionally, you know, retire. <laughs> <laughs> be a professional. So you can retire. do all the other things yeah. you want to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a real, like, long-term goal. Oh, I got to accomplish that goal. I kind of go a day at a time, you know, set some goals and to get there, but I don't have a big, I got to do this before I die. I mean, we have our list of what, a hundred and... Yeah, we have a bucket list. 101, 101 things, things we want to do we before do. we die, but... What, have you crossed any of them off? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. What, oh, yeah. What, how Tons far are you down? Um, we're, we're at least, I'd say we're at least a third done. Wow. But sometimes we, like, I know I'm never going to run a 40 minute 10K, so that... Yeah. Eh. That's is that the on list. the list? Yes, it was on the list. I At never, one point. Yeah, what? It, I never did it. Yeah. So I take that thing off, yeah. and I add something else. Do you replace it? With the 50-miler. I should have yeah. had you bring the list. Oh, it's, it's, it's all scratched out, and, you know. I mean, 15 years ago, I never even had running a marathon on the radar. That was never been a goal of mine. At 40? When I was 44. 44? Yes. Never even thought about running a marathon. And here I've run 51 since then. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen the next mm. 10, 15 years of your life. You just got to keep an open mind. and. Yeah, those visions change. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They do. You're so right. Yeah. If you had one message to send to the world, what would it be? Um, keep learning. Keep learning. Yeah. From a woman that wants to learn Spanish. Yeah, keep learning and be yeah. kind. Kindness yeah. is super important. Yeah. Oh, just keep an open mind have have just have faith have faith that you know things are going to be good how do you i mean truly how do you stay so positive i mean i do i ever get sad yes yeah what do you do when you get sad well i know it's not going to last too long i mean i've we've i've had some significant sadness in my life and i won't go into all the details but at the end of the day you know God, he lifts me up, you know, that's my go-to. I mean, watching my mom, she had multiple sclerosis. It was horrible. It was awful. But, you know, you, you live the present moment and you, you stay in rooted in the gospel and you love the people that are around you. And when you're feeling bad, do something for someone else Mm -hmm. that will give you a genuine sense of joy that you're truly helping someone. It's like today when Tom changed the guy's tire, and we knew I knew I wanted to honor this commitment here. And Tom's like, you know, oh, well, of course we're going to change his tire. And he yeah. just jumps right in. So, I don't know, be aware of other people's needs. And, um, you, I don't know, look for the good. I, I don't know, does that answer your question or help? It's, well, it's hard to describe faith. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a mystery, but... It's like Deacon Rick you, said. You, I mean... Faith is a mystery. You just, you, you just, but, but I, but I have it and I know it and I know it can get me through anything. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have to start my day with, with my prayers and it's like something's missing if I don't start with that foundation each day, each and every day. It doesn't mean our life is perfect at all. We, there's ups and downs all the time and. Do you wake up grumpy ever? Um, <laughs> No. Every day, though, I do wake up and I say this little prayer. I say, um, God, thank you for another day. Help me live my life today so that it represents the love you have for me and the love you have for the world. Yep. Because I want, I don't know. That well, I know I, I'm 
the happiest I've ever been because yeah. of her right oh. there. Well, and well, we're I mean, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind she has pulled out the best in me. I think that's likewise. And uh, yeah. we are just a match made in heaven. You always say that. But I, I think it's true, too. It's true, though. Yeah. I mean, tr- truly, from those of us that have been a part of your lives, you know, along the way here and there. I mean, like, I haven't, we haven't spent significant times together, but I feel like I've gotten to know you guys pretty well over the years. And I I, I see that. I'm like, I want to, I have a, there's a couple uh, of couples um, that are generations. Would you, are you one generation above me since you're oh, yeah. like my parents? I would yeah. think so, Yeah, yeah. That I'm like, I want to be like them when I grow up, you know? It's so funny. Okay, check into the blog and see how well we're getting along a month from now. Because <laughs> when we're smelly and, oh my gosh, sore. And so it'll be fun to see. We've, <laughs> well, we're going to see, right, hon? Yeah. But you, like you said, you're not complainers. And so no. that's like a huge. Well, we're, we signed up for it. You so. signed up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I signed up for this fourth baby. I signed up for it. Right? <laughs> I don't need to be complaining. <laughs> Um, what's an accomplishment you're most proud of? Well, I think more than anything, I resonate with being a mom. Yeah. But you're never really finished being a mom, so it's not really an accomplishment. It's more of a vocation or a calling. So I'm still a work in progress, still trying to figure out how to be a good mom, okay? Yeah, you're still mothering even though your kids are adults. Yeah, so I think I'm still working on that. And, yeah, I'm going to go with that. The last three miles of the Marine Corps Marathon. Oh, yeah. When was what marathon was that? When was that? That was number two. Nope. Number two. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why, right. What was so significant? Because about that, that was my Boston qualifier. Oh. And I had three miles to go, and I didn't know whether I could run three miles. Mm. And I was ahead of my pace. I had to do a 3:30, and uh, cranked it out 3:27. But that <laughs> last three miles. To push through that and accomplish that, that's a, that's a goal I'll remember forever. 3.27, you were mid, mid-40s, that was the qualifying time? Yeah, 3.30 was my qualifying time okay. when I was mid, so that was 2006. What's your qualifying time when you just ran your 3.49? 4.10. Oh. I'm take a nap. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> it's fine, but... I'm telling you, it's the eating. It's the healthy yeah. eating because I don't do anything else. But, yeah. But, I, you know, long term, you know, raising the family and, yeah. and just seeing my kids just do so well and, and happy. And, you know, maybe I had a little bit of something to do with that, maybe. I'm sure you did. How do you deal with that, though? You say happy and, you know, you were talking earlier about... Um, uh, the long-term parenting thing and like how do you deal with when your kids disappoint you like what do you as a parent like how do you handle that well it is their life yeah right and you need to let it's always like when you you let kids go down the road and hit guardrails and um, you don't let them go over the edge and make mistakes that are really going to be significantly hinder their lives but you let them hit the guardrails and and you just begin again, and it's their life, it's their mistakes, it's their joy, and I don't know, what do you I think? mean, I'm terrible at tough love. I hate, oh. It's what do you do? Yeah, because, here's my Dis- example. Disciplining when yes, they need, it's so oh, hard. so hard. Yeah. This morning, um, at 7.30, my kids are already outside playing, or 7 I love that. I love that. 
Well, but I see from our bedroom off the balcony, uh, I can see him riding their bikes back there. I see Marshall throw something at Lewis, like at his face. And I don't know what happened, but Lewis is crying and then Marshall's riding circles and I'm like, get off your bike right now and come up here. Keeps riding his bike, says, I'm not listening to you. I'm fuming. Mm -hmm. And Glenn is like, it's interesting because either one of us is like hot-headed in the moment and the other one's like why are you freaking out so bad let's chill and it's a good thing yeah no that is a good thing it's a good thing because we don't both want to be like you know super mad but i was so angry and and i was trying to get ready to leave and come here Mm -hmm. and in that moment it's like the easiest thing to do would just be like whatever and just walk back inside and keep getting ready but i was like i know but like I have to address yeah. this right this second. Generally, the easiest thing to do is not the thing you're supposed to do. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. The disciplining is hard because it's disciplining yourself mm-hmm. too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. When you take your kid's car keys away, yeah. guess whose punishment that is? <laughs> right. They can't drive to practice anymore. Right. Right. What's what? What do you always say? The greatest. The greater the sacrifice, the greater, greater the gift. The gift. She yeah. always mm-hmm. says that. Yeah. The greater the sacrifice, the greater the gift. It's hard to do. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay, so Marine Corps Marathon, last three miles, being a mom. Yeah. Yep. What's the best, most recent book you've read? Well, I keep a listing of all the book titles on a Google sheet so I can remember what I read. And I kind of, I was thinking about a year ago, I read Small Great Things by Jody Pico. I read that too. That book still gets me thinking. It's really good. And I think books that get you to think about different ways of thinking about situations, good book. Highly recommend. That would have been hard to write that book too. Mm-hmm. As a white woman. Yes. If yeah. you guys know anything about the book. Yeah, it's a great, it's a good book. It'd be a hard book to write because mm-hmm. she's writing through the eyes mm-hmm. of a black woman. She did a nice job. And yeah. Really I got mean, me thinking in a different way. Yeah, like she addressed um, modern day racism mm-hmm. really a bias that oftentimes bias. goes unnoticed yeah yeah it was a really good book and working in volunteer situations that we work in is helpful to see through the eyes of another yes yeah. yes you don't ever know what someone else is actually mm-hmm. experiencing mm-hmm. on the inside and the out yep yeah it's a good one do you read books mm-hmm. tom yeah i read a lot of mystery thrillers you know <laughs> you don't have you don't have to think about it so I buy, like right now I'm finishing up the Stuart Woods uh, Stone Barrington series. Okay. And I think I'm on like the 40th book. So there, I mean, there's, they're just... That's qu- a lot. Oh, he reads yeah. all the time. And then the CJ Box was a great series. And, you know, Dave Balducci. And uh, I've, I've gotten so many books over the last four or five years. Yeah. I do lots of reading. We don't watch TV very much. Yeah. No. I, I like a healthy dose of both. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to zone out. Well, that's good. Yeah, I especially in wintertime, too. Don't yeah. want to watch. Yeah. I, I get it, though, because I I get more satisfaction out of the book reading, but sometimes I just want to, like, put my mm-hmm. feet up. Uh, you, and you deserve it. You do watch it. Just do terrible. it. Do it. The Bachelorette's coming on, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's the worst, I know. But sometimes it just feels good to just, yeah. like, not think. Which is why you choose those kind of books, though, right? Oh, yeah. Like, where you don't, you're not mm-hmm. actually, like, learning. You're oh, like, no, no. You're just, like, enjoying the storyline. Yeah. My mom calls it smut. Yeah. <laughs> I like to always be reading a book like that, though, for yeah. fun. Yeah. A book where I'm learning and then a book where I'm, like, 
figuring things out spiritually or, you know. A couple books going. A couple at the same time. Well, you guys, thanks for doing this the day before your trip. I can't believe that you're sitting in the hatch with me the day before your trip. We enjoy it. Thank you for asking us. Yeah. yeah. We admire awesome. you so much, Lindsay. Oh, and we're thank proud you. of you. I admire you guys. And your beautiful family oh, and Glenn. You. Yeah. Family full of boys. <laughs> it's thanks. wonderful. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Thank you, Tom and Deb, for sharing your story. I'm going to put links to their blog and all their updates on my website, lindsayhine.com. I'll also put links to donate if you feel so inclined to donate to these awesome organizations, St. Vincent de Paul and Back on My Feet Indianapolis that they are raising money for as they ride their bike on average 70 miles per day from the West Coast to the East Coast of the country. That's pretty intense. If you guys are loving the show, I would appreciate it so much if you would open up your podcast app real quick and leave a rating and review. It's one of the best ways potential new listeners can find the show. And you know my goal is to continuously grow this show and this community. You guys can follow me over on Instagram, lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter, at lindsayhine. And you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. Make sure you join our group to get more connected with this community over there. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. All right, you guys, have a wonderful Friday. Have a great weekend. And as always, I'll see you next Friday.